1: Hello and welcome to episode five of the 1871 podcast and we've got a Reading FC legend and record-breaking royal with us tonight. So a very warm welcome to Kevin Bremner. Hello Kevin. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, good thank you and uh, great to have you with us on the show. But before we talk to Kevin, let's have a, a quick chat with Johnny about a big week coming up for Reading Now, on Friday's episode with Adam LaFondra, he said he thinks Reading just need to focus on their own performances. But as fans, we are, of course, going to be looking at what the sides below us are doing. So, Johnny, um, it's Barnsley v Stoke and Bournemouth v Peterborough tonight. Then on Saturday, Barnsley home to Championship leaders Fulham in the early kickoff, Derby away to Bournemouth, Peterborough at home to Stoke, and Reading away to Nottingham Forest. So it's a very big few days for Barnsley, especially against Fulham on Saturday. And of course, a tough game for Derby at Bournemouth. But regardless of what happens in, in those games, how are you feeling about uh, Reading at Forest? Are you feeling confident, hopeful? What What are your thoughts? Oh, it's so hard to
2: pick. That's a championship, isn't it? Any game you go, you sit well on form and on reputation. This team's going to beat that team and it doesn't happen. You just go, if Redding turn up, I mean, I think, you know, again, it depends on the injuries we've had, if a few players more coming back, like Dan. Um, we've got a good, on the day, we've got a team that can beat anyone. Uh, every team in the championship has the same. But, you know, we go up there, if we play and we're organised, we can beat anyone. We've got players like Swift and Jao, and we've got Yaki Mato. I think so uh, you know, he's, our, he's our, kind of our lucky omen coming back to full fitness. But we need to organise this t- defence. We go back to the defence every week. The players that we've got should not be letting in those goals. Simple, you know. But something, hopefully, instances have worked on that. Scared the living daylights out of them even to make sure that we're actually organised as a four or five, whatever they go with. Um, but, yeah, I'm confident. I have to be, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I've,
1: I'm feeling quite positive. And um, talking of, of feeling positive, I, I'd like to... Um, I'd like to start by uh, asking Kevin about a particular game back in the 80s. And, and, and Kevin, thanks again for, <laughs> for for joining us. You, you know what I'm going to ask you about, I'm sure. So I know exactly what you're going to ask me. It's great to have we you know, with us. Three down, 20 minutes to go. That's it, yeah. And, and that still ranks as probably my favourite Reading game of all time. It was the, the record-breaking Royal season, of course, in 85-86. You went on to win the title that season and December 21st, 1985, you played against Plymouth at Elm Park with about 25 minutes to go, ridden with three nil down, but you somehow turned it around in the last 25 minutes, scoring four goals, winning the game 4-3. And when I say you, I mean the team, but you in particular, because that last 25 minutes, Kevin, it was the Kevin Bremner show. You scored one. Dean Horrocks got a penalty. Trevor Senior got the other two. But you caused absolute mayhem in the Plymouth defence. And that was really key to that win. Tell us what you remember. And I'm, I'm sure you've spoken about this game many times. But what do you remember about that game and how you managed to go from 3-0 down with such a short time left to go? Not just to come back and get a three a three each, but to go on and actually win the game. Well, pe-
3: pe- people still say that uh, Kevin Bremner came on as sub, but he didn't. He was already playing, but he was playing in midfield. Uh, and then, in about, I think it's about seventy-one minutes or whatever it was, Ian Brantford made a substitution, uh, and uh, he pushed me up front. And uh, within seconds, we had a we had a penalty, which I got brought down for. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I can't remember how it, it came about. But I think there was a long throw in from Gary Peters that Hicksie flicked on. and, and uh, Or maybe it was even me that flicked it on. I can't remember. But Trevor scored from that. Uh, and then Dino Dino got a tap in from a shot that, that I had. And then, lo and behold, free, free, the man Bremner comes up and scores a fourth. Four, three. Hmm and how, how how did you feel
1: when you know you you were um you went from 3-0 down to scoring those four goals all of a sudden to win winning the game what was your what was going through your head at that point was it just you know we're just going to go for this what what were you thinking <laughs>
3: well if if any reading supporters maybe it was 1983 and reading got relegated yeah, yeah can you remember that yeah. Well, a certain Mister Bremner played for played against Reading. Yeah. Four times that season, hmm. he played. No, it was four, no three times. I tell a lie, I tell a lie. It was three times. It was. Uh, I went on loan to Wrexham in December, and I played against uh, Reading up at the uh, uh, Wrexham, uh, and I think we beat Redden two one. I think got brought down for a penalty and scored a goal. In January, I went to Plymouth on loan, and lo and behold, we're playing Reading again. Penalty, which I got brought down for, and I scored a goal. And uh, the really bad one for Reading was uh, the, the Millwall game, where again, I got brought down for a penalty and scored a goal. And Reading got relegated, and Millwall—they uh, still put it down now. It's, it's, it's down as the Great Escape because in uh, deadline day we were twelve points adrift from the safe club at the bottom of the old third division, and uh, we stayed up. And they, they well, they, they they called it the Great Escape. And and the other the other Redding, game. Redding, the other game yeah, Reading got re, Reading got
1: relegated. Yeah, and there's a there's a theme there, isn't there? And and now the yeah. other game that I remember that season, I, I remember a lot of games, but you know one of my favourite games was going up to to Newport, um, you know, to, for the chance to break the the record. And you scored one of the goals. I think Stuart Bevan got the other one, didn't he? Two nil win at Newport to break the record for most wins at the start of the season. You know what are your recollections
3: of that game? Yeah, uh, well, I. I I, I came on. I, I was sub, and in fact, I, I was sub the previous two or three games because I got injured in the first game. I got injured against Blackpool, in the first game of the season. So I did. I didn't. I didn't join in it till about eight games, when I was on the bench, and then uh, at Newport, I came off the bench at half time and I scored a diving header from the. Edge of the eighteen yard box. <laughs> yeah, you don't for, see
0: that anymore, Kevin. That's for sure. Diving headers. <laughs> that, that <was> just, that, <laughs> that can't was remember when I last saw a diving header. No,
1: just <laughs> such a fun, just such a fantastic game. And, and what was it like being part of that record-breaking start to the season, Kevin? Well, it wasn't good for me because I got injured in the
3: first game of the season.
1: But, as, <laughs> but as, as, after after as I got you myself as, fit, as, as, you know. Someone in the team, what, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? Ah, oh, it was it was
3: different class. It was different class. I mean, you see Redden were lucky really because Glenn Hunter, who was a physio, was absolutely brilliant. The best physio I've ever, ever, ever been with. And he got me back fit and training and all the rest of it. Uh, and uh, got me got me up to, to match speed. So Glenn, Glenn. Glenn Hunt deserves a little bit of credit for
1: that. Uh, and Trevor Cena, <laughs> talk, talk about Trevor Cena because you had a great partnership with, with him, the two of you up front. Um, what was he like to play with?
3: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It, He'd <laughs>
0: score, a bubble bobble off his knee or everything in the middle, but ends up in the back of the net. He was saying that the other day, Kevin. He, we were talking about him the other day and he. Um and he said he couldn't he never followed instructions at set pieces, he just wanted to score. I mean he had great he had fun memories of yourself and Bev and you know everybody that he played with. I mean he couldn't speak he couldn't speak highly enough of everybody that was associated at that time with the Leeds team uh, with the Reading team. But um I'm gonna come back now because I think i I made my debut for Leeds United against Brighton and Over Albion and I think in nineteen eighty nine you were there. I think Yes, I was. Yes, I think that was. You played, I mean, Debut, I remember, And I can remember, I think you, you and Dave Batty used to go hammer and tongs, which was, which was quite funny because Bats was an hard note, and you're an hard note, And I, I'll never forget that. It was my league debut at um, in uh, Ellen Road. And, and I remember you and because uh, Howard Wilkinson said to Bats, you know, make sure, you know, don't, don't give him time on the ball. So when I knew you were coming on here to interview, to, to do this talk, I, it brought back so many memories, just from my my league debut in nineteen eighty nine.
3: Who won? Uh, I mean, a, they. I, I had a couple of good games against Leeds.
0: I think no. I think we won one nil. We won one nil. <laughs> I think, but no. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Rem, Kev, it's, uh, listen, it's it's brilliant to have you on, on this show. And uh, one of the things I asked Trevor was, you know, how 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 do you see now? if you were playing in, in football in in this generation you know how do you think you know football was back in the day compared to you know these so-called superstar superstars these days
3: it's an absolute it's an absolute joke they,
0: they <laughs> get more a week in, they get more a week and we did in a year <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't they could, the thing is that i don't see the, the they have the same banter and the same crack you know that they that they have in uh, as we did. You know when I played in the eighties. Obviously, you played earlier than me, but they always used to be that great togetherness, that camaraderie, that uh, that that team spirit in the dressing room, where you could have you know fun on the training field, work your bollocks off, but also go and enjoy a pint and go and socialise with, with with your with your teammates and friends without the hassle or without the you know the notion that you're going to get bothered or there's anybody's going to be a problem.
3: But but were we bothered if people came and spoke to us about football? We weren't. It, it, football was for everybody back then. Yeah. There was no there was no elitism back then. I mean, you see, we used to go to the travellers' friend uh, after their away games, uh, and all the all the supporters knew we went in there because so they, they came along as well, and it was it was it was common knowledge that we'd be in there after, especially after an away
1: game. Kevin, I just want to—I asked Trevor about this when, when he was on, and what, want to ask you the, the, the same question. So, Michael Jilks, you know, he was a fantastic player, was was coming coming through as, as a young player, um, and obviously he's gone on now, involved in in the um, coaching setup, the the management team there. Um, what do you? Was he um, was he uh, coming into the first team when you were? In the first team, or do you remember much about him? Yeah, he he
3: he played. He had, he had a great game away at Derby and scored an absolute belter a, a belter of a goal for him, about twenty five yards right in the top corner. And I think we beat I think we beat Derby two yeah. one at Derby. I think I remember that one. So when when did he get
1: into the first team? Was it your first season or your second season? It was the second season. Second season. And what what yeah. was he what was he like to, to play with? Because he was very you know very young back then. He still looks quite young now. But um, mm-hmm. what, what was he what was he like? Because he was all pace back then, and obviously, you know, honing his skills. But he, he must have been um, a pleasure to to play with at the time. You spent playing in the same side as him.
3: Well, I I was lucky. Well, Trevor and I were both lucky that that uh, Ian Ian liked wingers. I mean, you see Andy Rogers. Made loads of goals. Paul Carnival made his loads of goals. Uh, Jerry 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 Williams on the right as well. He played. He made loads of goals. And and Trevor and I just we just fed off of what, whatever they give us. We fed off him. And uh, obviously Trevor scored loads of go- more goals than me. But I I would uh, if it was if it was in 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 now. Now we're playing. I'd be one of them with the top assists where i would be nicking the ball off to the centre, off the centre-halves. Uh, I can always remember when I came to Gillingham uh, as coach, youth team coach here in the mid-90s, a uh, uh, Mark O'Connor was at Bournemouth and Harry Redknapp was the, was the, the, the manager at Bournemouth. And... Uh, his quote about me, he says, as for Bremner, he says, he's like a dog chasing a bone. He won't give up. He won't make your life a nightmare. <laughs> so for Harry that to say that about me, I'm quite delighted with that. Well, I was
1: going to ask you about <laughs> that, Kevin, because we, we just don't really see forwards like you anymore. And I, and I think that 4-3 win against Plymouth really summed up what sort of player you, you were. They, they probably call it something like high intensity these days or something something like that. But it's fair to say you, you put yourself about, as, as Dylan mentioned, and the Reading fans loved you, but you must have been an absolute nightmare for the other side's defenders.
0: <laughs> that's, what that's what you get a reputation for. <laughs> it, it was you, called the high press. It's called the high press now, Mark. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and did, you, uh, did,
1: you, did you enjoy that, Kevin? You know, that...
3: You know, I, I suppose you call it intimidating. Oh, it, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was it was didn't matter if it was high or low. I'd be I, I can remember when I was at Colchester. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. It might have even been Mickey Cook. Mickey Cook who was right back, and I'm chasing a winger down beside Cookie, and Cookie's going, "What the are
0: you doing back here?" <laughs> that's that's when at Leeds United and at Reading, you know that that was that that was the way we played. You know Stuart Lovell would do the chasing and the and the and the harrowing, and Quinney would score the goals, and and you needed that. You know it's the same with Lee Chapman and uh, Carl Schutt and uh, at Leeds United. You know Shutt used to do all the work, but uh, Chappie used to get all the goals. And without that uh, dog who chases the bone, you'd never got the ball back in the right areas to cross the ball in to score goals, to cross the goals to get uh, midfielders in the box because. Nowadays, everything is played out nicely. Nobody presses with any ferocity. You can't kick anybody. You can't put a challenge in to, to say, right, that's me. I'm marking my player. I'm going to give him a, a wee dig in the ribs and make sure he knows that I'm here. That's all gone now. That's all gone. You know, and so everything's too nice. Everything's too nice in football now. You know, we've lost that that, what working men's football were. People grafting, people putting a shift in. People working their arse off and, and and creating chances. That was Howard Wilkinson's philosophy. You put the ball in that final third and get crosses in the box, you will score goals.
3: We li- we lived off crosses. <laughs> Trev and I lived off the crosses that we got at Redden.
1: And, and Kevin, you, um, I remember back in that record-breaking Royal season, it seemed to be that every time Reading scored a goal, someone would go down injured. And, and the word was, and I don't know this for a fact, and perhaps you can tell us, the word was that Ian Bramford said, every time you score a goal, someone just sit down and pretend, pretend you're injured. How, how much of that is, is true? Well, it's the fast I've heard of it, anyway. It seemed like
3: Seriously, that is the fast
1: I've heard of it. it I've, I've like never heard of it. Nothing like that. It but, uh, no, I mean, what was
3: he like as a manager, Ian Bramford? Oh, he was he was—he was good as gold. I, I was delighted to, to join him when he came in for me. But uh, if I go back to that 83 season again, <laughs> I came to speak to Morris Evans in the summer of 82. Uh, and I couldn't agree terms with Morris, and, and that's when I went on a... Uh, a season of playing for five different clubs in, in three different divisions and scoring in every one of them. And Johnny, have you uh,
1: you, you remember that that season, that time that, that Kevin was at Reading? Have you have, have you got a question for Kevin? I was a I was a young nipper that, and
2: it was just unbelievable to see a team like Reading in the headlines. You know, we didn't, you didn't have the internet; you not you know, it was in the newspapers, and you know, Reading were getting the headlines for this run. And I remember sitting at home, you know, watching the old uh, scores on the yeah, printer, print up up, <laughs> you know, oh, we have won again and we've won again. But I think, like Dylan was saying, like, I think now football's just too complicated. You guys played when you just watched a team, you just went for it. And it was such simple, honest, 100 percent brilliant to watch as a fan. Now you watch and it's like, just go for it as players nowadays. But it's so so overcomplicated. like Dylan was saying, pass it and pass it. Where's the intensity? And I think that's what's missing that you guys had. You played for the team, and you know, it, it, I don't know what you think but now. You, you watch football now. If you think the same, but we just loved you, all.
3: and it's a pleasure to talk to you and listen to you. It really is. <laughs> I never played for a team. I just played for myself. I just, I just loved playing foot. I just loved playing football. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, Kevin. It, what, so, what, sorry, Dylan. Oh, just, go on. No, Kev. Uh, question for you about right, you know, obviously being Scottish and in and in the 70s and 80s, lots of Scottish players were coming down from 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 north of the border. You don't see that trend in you know probably in the last well, I don't know. I'd say let me say 10 years, maybe maybe even more. You know the you know obviously the, there's been players that's come to Reading, Jim uh, Jim McIntyre, Matt Riley. Um, just to name two, came in in the early two thousands, I think. But nowadays, I mean, you know, there's there's one at Liverpool, one at um, Arsenal. You know, why, why do you think the trend of you know that them Scottish diehard footballers are not coming back down to the to the top teams in the Premier League, in even the Championship? Well, if you if you book go back to the eighties,
3: nearly every English team had at least three or four Scotsmen in it. I mean, see, the, the, the successful Villa team that my brother played in, it was Alan, Alan Evans, Ken McNaught and him. That's three. And then in, in, in Liverpool, you had Delglish, Nicol, Soonis,
0: every, every
3: team, every team in Hanson, that's four. <laughs> every, every team had them. But I don't know what's The tanks dried up. <laughs> They're not playing enough football.
0: Kevin,
1: uh, Kevin, I got I got a question for you. you. You said that you just enjoyed playing football. What what did you enjoy most about it? Was it scoring? Was it setting goals up? Was it mostly about the winning? Was it all of it? What what did you enjoy most?
3: Obviously, you enjoyed it. doing it. I mean, you see, I say to people now, I was one of the lucky ones because it's every every boy's dream to be a professional football player, uh, and. Uh, and maybe because of that, maybe that's why I tried so hard. Because I was late in getting in. I was 23 before I turned pro at, 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 at Colchester. And I come down from the Highlands. And uh, I was on on a, on a Thursday when Bobby Roberts took me in the office and says, says oh, I want to sign you. I've got to get you sorted out there. And I was absolutely delighted. And 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 I, I signed on the... The seventh of October, nineteen eighty. And the seventh of October is my birthday. You wouldn't believe it, but I, the week before I was there, I would, and then in, on a Monday I signed for for for, for culture stuff. and it's the best feeling in the world signing professional forms. I mean, see, I was only on a hundred pound a week, but I, money didn't matter. That's money than, didn't matter. That's more than Michael
1: Jokes, apparently when he started. But what what are you um, what are you up to now? Kevin, what have
3: you been doing since your playing career finished? Uh, Well, I I went back up in the Highland League where I came from and I was player manager for a couple of years up there in 90... Well, I finished off professionally at at Shrewsbury but that was only because Simon Stainrod took over at Dundee and uh, he saw me as a a bit of a rival and he didn't even have the, the decency to tell him Tell me yourself, Gordon Chisholm came and told me, and says, oh, Simon doesn't want you about the place. You please yourself what you do. (laughs) So uh, I went to Shrewsbury and tried to save them from getting relegated, but I didn't save them from getting relegated in in, 19... 91, 92, yeah. And uh, I went back up to the Highlands with a team called Brora Rangers, which is, at that time... Was the farthest north, but then Wick Academy came in. Who is that's another hour further further on, uh, up towards John Groats. But I was at Bro I was at Brower for two two years, and then I went to Devon Vale, uh, where I started. I started at Devon Vale in the mid seventies uh, uh, as a midfield player, and, and I couldn't get a game with the present manager, and then I. I was playing left back. Jim Layton was in goal. He was on he was on loan from Aberdeen. And Jim couldn't kick the ball for peanuts. So he used to kick a ball <laughs> to me. And I <laughs> I used to get, get get it and run up the left wing <laughs> and uh, serve the centre forward. Norrie McBain, God rest his soul, was a he was my hero as a as a as a centre forward for the Devreonville, which is a local team up there. Uh, and Nori uh, Norrie. I made not quite a few goals from
1: from left back. Well, there you go. I got something in common, common with uh, Dylan. And you've been doing some coaching, haven't you? You still do coaching now, I think, don't you? Oh,
3: it's only, it's only, it's only, uh, no, it's, it's Guru Nanak in, in Gravesend. I do uh, I do the this eight, sort of eights and nines on a Saturday morning. And then after I do the, the eights and nines, the, the the reserve team comes in and, and I do some of the boys. That, with them, uh, sometimes I'll do them. It's it's a mixture. It could be I'll be doing the, the ladies team or I'll be doing the reserves. But it's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing uh, is what you're. What I was used to. But do you still
1: enjoy it. Just still
3: enjoy doing that. Oh yeah, I'm sixty-four now,
0: so he's always been That's the thing about Kevin Bremner. He's always been sort of enthusiastic. Even as a kid, when I used to watch him on TV on the Sunday, what 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 what, what was it on the ball on Sunday afternoons? You know um, yeah. the you know, and you used to you used to you used to look at players. You always used to identify a player that you were with or who you knew. You know, and Kevin Bremner was always somebody that was always. I, I don't know. I've, I had this affiliation with Scottish players, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was a young Leeds United fan, and I love Billy Bremner. You know, I just <laughs> exactly the same NBA as me. College. You know, Joe Jordans and you know Eddie Greys. I mean, they were just they were just magnificent players to watch when you were when you were a kid. Yeah, it it's, it's, a that's, of- that's that's
3: a reason I'm a Leeds United supporter because Billy Bremner was was captain of Leeds and captain of Scotland, and that and that was in the the late sixties, early seventies. That was when when Leeds United were the team, and uh, there was loads of Scotsmen in there. David Harvey, the goalkeeper, even Peter yep. uh, Peter Lorimer, what a shot he had as well. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Kevin, Gray,
1: Frankie Gray, Kevin. Talking, you mentioned Peter Lorimer there and some of the goals he scored. What was your? Uh, what would you say was your favourite goal for Reading? Can
3: you remember?
0: Oh,
3: probably that that last one against then against Dave uh, Plymouth. Yeah. Before in the four yeah. three game when I, I beat I beat uh, Jeff Cr- the ball was between me and Jeff Crudgington and Crudgy was never getting it before me. Well that, and then did it. did he deadied, they got a clout. Well that's what
1: we were, that's what we were saying. That's what Dylan's saying. That's that's what I was talking about earlier. You you just don't get a, a Kevin Bremner type of player anymore. So look, Kevin, we're uh, we're Coming out of, um, running out of time now. Johnny, have you got a, a final question for Kevin? Yeah, I was just saying that, Kevin, just from a, you know, an
2: opposition point of view, obviously you played against Dylan, which is probably one of the toughest players you played against, but who would be the one guy that you'd go, that was, wow, I'm struggling here,
3: and, and it was just the best player you've had? Well, it, it wasn't probably the best player, probably my time when I was at Brighton, we played against Crystal Palace and Mickey Droy was strength. Mickey Droy was the center half. I remember Mickey, him, yeah. Oh, and he, he was well it was well past his best by that time. That would have been 80, 80, 89, something like that, when Palace were in the second division and Brighton were in the second division. And God, it was like hitting a brick wall. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you bounced, you bounced off him. You go, you come, try to give him a big dig, and you, you ended up hurting yourself. <laughs> and uh, that—that's—that's that's probably the hardest player I have came up against. But he was—he was a gentle giant. He was a, an absolute gentleman. After the game, shook me Thanks for the game, mate. and know the rest of it. But he was an absolute beast. Great memories,
1: Dylan. Have you uh, have you got a a last question for Kevin?
0: No, just listen. It's just a pleasure to speak to him. You know, we have been in touch on Facebook, and you know, it's been a long time. Like I say, in 1989, you know, I made my debut against him. It's just a pleasure to to speak to him, mate. is a is a is a Reading legend. He's a legend wherever he's played at. You know, he's you know a, a lot of people have been on my Twitter uh, saying you know they can't wait to listen to. To his stories. And it's like I say, it's great to hear, you know, f- from the man himself. And I said, on behalf of me and you and Johnny, you no, know, thank you very much, Kevin, for taking yeah, part absolutely. in it. I hope we can do it again. No, no problems. It, it has, it,
3: you, haven't, you haven't had half of it yet.
1: Yeah, we'll get, we'll That's get, get for part two. We we'll get, the, we'll get the, uh, the juicy stories next time <laughs> after nine o'clock.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. All right, Kevin, we'll look. Thank you so much for for being a guest. You know, a great pleasure to to have you on on the show. As Dylan said, genuinely a a proper Reading legend. And um, we don't don't see uh, the the Kevin Bremners anymore, but it was a pleasure to watch you while you were playing. Um, So that's it for this week. Uh, We've got Natasha Dowie from Reading FC Women. is our special guest on Friday's episode. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 1871podcast. So thank you very much,
3: Kevin, for being our guest. Uh, just, one, just one thing. Go on, Kevin, Matt. go on. Yeah, it's just, I think we should all give your dad just a little bit of remembrance here. Uh, it's, 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 I, 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 I'm filling up even speaking about it, but I know how you feel because I, I, I lost my, my own father eight or nine years ago now, but... Uh, we we carry on and uh, we keep the family going That's yeah thank thank you Kevin I really
1: appreciate that and uh, yeah it's still uh still quite raw but all the messages and and you know people like yourself and, and and Trevor as well when when he was on the show and you know even people that I don't know um, just telling me you know what what they thought of my dad and um the respect that they had for him and what he did for Reading and all that sort of thing. That, that all really helped. So, you know, really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very well, much. Well, that um, wouldn't, there wouldn't have been a Reading if it wasn't fun.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you. No, I, I, yeah. I really, really appreciate that. So, um, family, isn't it? yeah. Th- thanks, Kevin. It's, it's really great. You know, a proper Reading legend, a, a Reading hero of mine. So fantastic to speak to you. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Stay safe, Paul. Stay healthy. Cheers, Dylan. Keep smiling. Cheers, Paul. Right. Cheers, Kevin. Thank, Thank you so Always much. Smiling. Always
3: smiling. Always smiling.
1: And I appreciate what you said there. Thank you.
3: Bye-bye.
2: Cheers.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has
3: anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps>